Good morning, Seven Mile Road. My name is Juan Eclarín, one of the church planting residents here. I am so grateful that you have given me the opportunity to share the Word of God to you this morning. And I pray that after this message, we will be conformed a little bit closer to our dear and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, one evening, after working nonstop at a hospital in Boston, uh, Dr. Vincent Senna decided to take a dinner alone to enjoy at one of the establishments in that place called Coconut Grove, just to relax, just to unwind. So he went to that place, but the place was jam-packed because it was Thanksgiving weekend. But he did not mind, so he started enjoying his dinner. But while he was enjoying his dinner, suddenly he was interrupted and he was told to rush back to the hospital because a patient was delivering a baby. So he grumbled and he complained all the way to the hospital. But what he did not know was that shortly after he left that place, that building burst into flames, killing 492 people that night. He could have been one of the dead. But the interruption that ruined his dinner is the same interruption that saved his life. My friend, how do you view interruptions such as this COVID-19? How do you view disruptions to your calendar, such as a long-term illness of your parents? How do you view interruptions, such as now you have to homeschool your kids? Are they just annoyances, or are they something else? How about if these interruptions are God's appointments? As Dietrich Bonhoeffer says, be ready to allow ourselves to be interrupted by God. God will be constantly crossing our paths and canceling our plans by sending us people with claims and petitions. That's a great quote. But how do we differentiate between interruptions from God and interruptions from our own making? Because we just keep scrolling through our social media and keep uh, watching reruns and episodes of, say, Game of Thrones or The Office. Now, as followers of Jesus Christ, the best way to find an answer is to go to Jesus himself. And that is our subject today, how Jesus views interruptions. How Jesus views interruptions. So let's open our Bibles to Mark chapter 10, verses 17 to 22. Again, Mark chapter 10, verses 17 to 22. And in this passage, we will read about a rich man interrupting Jesus, and also Jesus interrupting this rich man's wrong trajectory of his life. And we will see three things in these interruptions. Number one, we will see Jesus' way, and then we will see the wrong way, 
exemplified by this rich young man. And then the third one is some practical ways on how to apply Jesus' ways in our everyday life. So Mark chapter 10, verse 17. It says here, And as he, or that is Jesus, and as Jesus was setting out on his journey. Now, let me interrupt you there. Let's stop right there. And I want you to focus on that word, journey. Now, the word journey or way in other translations is used 16 times in the whole book of Mark. And in the book of Mark, that word is used not just to describe a literal route, like his way from Galilee to Jerusalem or from Houston to Dallas. No, it's more than that. It's a theological concept describing a, a way of life, a mindset that Jesus followed, a mindset, a way of life that Jesus also wants us to follow. So the question is, what is that way? What is that mindset? Now listen to this. It is the submission or the reorientation of our life, of our everything, of our calendar into the Lordship of God. Now, the first time the word way or journey is used in Mark chapter 1, verse 2. There, Mark begins by telling us that Jesus has a way. Mark 1, 2 says, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way. So there is a way here prepared by God for Jesus. And all throughout the book of Mark, Jesus is portrayed as following that way. In fact, even Jesus' uh, opponents discerned that Jesus was indeed following this way. Mark chapter 12, verse 14. Let me read that again. It says, And they, that means the opponents, and the opponents came and said to him, Teacher, we know that you are true and do not care about anyone's opinion, for you are not swayed by appearances, but truly teach the way of God. You follow the way of God. You teach the way of God. In short, Jesus followed God's way for him. Now, a big part of this journey, a big part of this way is to view people not as an interruption to God's agenda, but to view people as God's agenda. Let me repeat one more time. To view people not an interruption to God's agenda, but to view people as God's agenda. No wonder when, when the rich young ruler came to Jesus in chapter 10, now let's go back to our text now, uh, when this young man interrupted Jesus, Jesus did not see him as a disruption or as an annoyance. In fact, Jesus actually stopped he looked and he listened to this young man. Let's go, back, let's go back now to our text in Mark chapter 10, verse 17. It says here, 
And as he was setting out on his journey, a man ran up. Why did he run? Because Jesus was already on the way. A man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Now, how did Jesus respond? <laughs> he did not say, you know what? I have places to be. Just come back next week. No, he did not say that. He did not brush off the young man. In fact, Jesus actually took time to converse with him. Look at the next verse, Mark chapter 10, verse 18. It says, And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. So instead of quickly answering him so that he can go on his way to Jerusalem, no, Jesus engaged him in a longer conversation. In fact, in verse 18, he did not answer the young man's question first. Because he wants to converse with these men. Only in verses 19 and 20 did Jesus actually answer the man's question. And so it says in 19 and 20, You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. And he said to him, Teacher, all this I have kept from my youth. Now, I want you to notice the response of Jesus again to this uh, young man's wrong self-confidence and this uh, wrong idea. Now, you will notice that Jesus was not condescending to this man. He was not dismissive to this young man. He did not rush him. Instead, he loved him. And he was honest with him. Look at verse 21, Jesus' response. It says, And Jesus, looking at him, did you notice that? He looked at this man, loved him. Did you notice the tenderness there? Looking at him, loving him, and said to him, You lack one thing, my friend. Go, sell all that you have, and give to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. In summary, Jesus delayed his calendar. Jesus delayed his desire for ease and speed. Instead, he responded to the interruption with love. Why? Because people's interruptions are not interruptions to God's agenda. Because people are God's agenda. That is Jesus' way. And that is the way Jesus wants us to follow as well. Now this brings us to the second point, And that is the wrong way. So what did the young men do? So let's go back to uh, Mark chapter 10, verse 17 again. And it says here, And as he was setting out on his journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? 
Number one, this man has a good start. High praise to Jesus. He said, good teacher. Now, we don't know his motive why he said good teacher. Maybe he was trying to ingratiate himself to Jesus, or maybe he was indeed serious. We don't know. But unfortunately, sadly, you will see later on that he did not allow the goodness of Jesus to change his life. Number two, it seems like uh, his question points to salvation by works. He asked, what must I do? But then, don't worry too much. That's reading too much into the text. The, uh, you know, the author Mark, uh, do not see a conflict here, did not concern himself about uh, the conflict between works and faith. In fact, even uh, Jesus' response uh, is a series of something to do. Look with me, for example, in Mark chapter 10, verse 19. Uh, verse 19. It says here, do not murder, do not commit adultery. See, it's a series of actions. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. Now, even the corrective to the one thing you lack in verse 21 is, again, a series of four actions. Mark 10.21 says, Go, sell all that you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come Follow me. In other words, don't overthink the man's question. Now, a a greater and a more significant issue here is Jesus' intentional alteration to one of the commands, which was very obvious even to the first generation or to the original audience. If you notice in 19, there is one command there that Jesus intentionally altered. Instead of saying, do not covet, Jesus said, do not defraud. Why the change? Maybe we say, it's, it's a synonym. Yes, it is, but still an intentional alteration. Why? Because he was, listen to this, guys, he was drawing attention to what the young men did to make himself rich. Jesus was, was focusing, highlighting to what these young men did. And in fact, to, to a lot of the people in the aristocracy class, what they did to make themselves rich during that time. In short, people to him is just a means to an end. He is only good at them if he gains materially from them but he is not good at them. He will leave them. In fact, probably he will be angry with them. He will create laws against them if he cannot get money from them. And Jesus tried to interrupt this wrong way of life. Unfortunately, this young man was so attached to his material things that he unfollowed the very person he called good. Mark 10, 22 says, Disheartened by the saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Now, 
if God is good, then God's ways are good. But the young men ditched what is good. Even if that means giving up his eternal life. Why? Because his agenda, his idol, which is attachment to material things, is more important to him than life with Jesus. Now, let me be very, very clear here before we will go farther that wealth is not the problem here. The problem here is the attachment to wealth. Wealth is more important to him than the lordship of Jesus Christ. So when Christ asked him, leave everything, come and follow me, Jesus was testing him if indeed Jesus is his Lord, if Jesus indeed is the Lord of his life. Unfortunately, he could not let go of this idol. So he left. My friend, interruptions reveal our idols. Interruptions reveal our idols. To this young man, it was defrauding other human beings, his attachment to wealth. Now, how about you? What makes you lose your temper? Or when you are interrupted, what makes you lose your temper? Is it the pursuit of beauty? Is it uh, probably the pursuit of a PhD? Or probably trying to find a husband or a wife or even having a baby. Now, the rest of the passage, which uh, we won't read anymore, except for one last verse later on, shows Jesus explaining uh, to his disciples that pursuing anything to please God other than trusting Jesus won't save you or won't gain you Jesus' approval. Mark 10.27 says, it says there, Jesus looked at them and said, With men, it is impossible. With men's effort, it is impossible to be saved. With men's effort, it is impossible to please God. You cannot please God with that, but not with God's way, but not with God. For all things are possible with God. Again, it's impossible to save themselves through their own efforts. Salvation is only possible through the grace of God. Therefore, Jesus was emphasizing here, entrust your life to Jesus. Now, going back to Jesus' attitude, many people right now, like these rich young men, are out there asking this very important question. What must I do? to be saved. And many times, God will lead people to you. They will interrupt you when you're about to eat your dinner. They will interrupt you when you're about to take a nap. They will interrupt you when you're about to watch your favorite TV program. And this is exactly what Bonhoeffer meant when he said that phrase I quoted at the very beginning. We must be ready to allow ourselves to be interrupted by God. Because God will be constantly crossing our paths 
and canceling our plans by sending people with claims and petitions. So this brings us to the last point. So how do we apply this message? I already said it a while ago, but let me repeat it one more time. View people not as an interruption to God's agenda, but view people as God's agenda. So how does that look in everyday life? How does that look? Number one, start at home. Start at home. Your kids are, are God's appointments, not annoyances. Maybe you will say, but one, you don't know my five-year-old son. You don't know my six-year-old daughter. You don't know my teenager. They kept interrupting me. But would you rather let them shape their values through the internet? Would you rather let the internet uh, dictate how they define beauty? How they define sexuality? How they define what's right and what's wrong? So let's start at home. View your kids. Treat them with compassion. Another way is by welcoming interruptions from people and from events as God's way to reveal our idols. Again, how do you view COVID? How do you view these interruptions in life? Again, how about if these are God's appointments so that God will reveal to us our idols so that we can get out from that? so that we will reorient our lives from the rat race we are in into the agenda of God, which are people. And the last and the most important aspect of this application is this. Listen to this. By realizing that you can only please God by, lit- by letting Jesus rescue you, by letting Jesus interrupt you, Now, don't be like this rich young man who thought that he can be saved or he can please God by doing all this low-keeping. But Jesus said, with man's effort, it is impossible because Jesus already paid the price. With man's effort, you cannot gain approval from God. It's only through surrender. Listen to this, guys. Surrendering to Jesus is the sweetest and most satisfying kind of life. So may I invite you to follow Jesus. Now, if your answer is, yes, I want to follow Jesus. I want to surrender my life to him. I want to be interrupted by Jesus. How? My friend, if you made the decision today, you have made the best decision in your life. And if you have not placed your trust in Jesus yet, place your trust in Jesus right now by praying with me a simple prayer, simple as ABC. Let's tell Jesus, Jesus, I accept you, that you are my Savior. I 
accept that I am a sinner, that no amount of law-keeping can save me. But I believe of what you've done on the cross, and I confess with my mouth. So uh, I want you to pray with me this prayer. Bow down your heads. Let's pray and follow after me. Dear Jesus, come on, pray with me. Dear Jesus, I accept I am a sinner. And no amount of law-keeping can save me from God's anger. But I believe that Jesus Christ paid for my sins. He already offered forgiveness. Therefore, I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. I confess that salvation is not through my own efforts. It's only through the grace of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for making my salvation possible. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you are a Christian, let's pray as well together. Let's reaffirm our surrender to Jesus' Lordship. Pray with me if you're a Christian right there. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for saving me by dying on the cross. May I continue to affirm that what pleases you is my total surrender of everything to you. Continue to interrupt me so that I can know my idols and that I may continue to view people not as interruptions to your agenda, but you are, they are your agenda. Thank you for this beautiful reminder. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if this is your first time to place your trust in Jesus, uh, email this email below, and uh, someone will get in touch with you. Maybe Pastor Jeremiah or Pastor Michael or Pastor Peter, and they will be so happy to hear your decision. Also, if you're a Christian and you prayed that prayer a while ago, again, write to this email, and someone will get back to you. Amen? Amen.